How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Happier New Year, Mark Stiles. Happier New Year. I just, I want to give Mark credit for that. Mark came up with that. Happier New Year. Wow. Happier New Year. Whew, what a year it's been. So far, so good. I've seen a lot of people say I had my uh, seven-day free trial of 2021. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, it's, um, it's been an interesting week. Yeah, I, I tell you, folks, um, I don't know, for those of you who are listening uh, earlier to the news, uh, there is some stuff going on, and how can we ignore it? But we have to understand it. Remember, the Dr. Joe show, who we are and why we do what we do. And this is always a difficult part. This is probably the most difficult part about the I am approach, is recognizing that everyone's doing the best they can. We just don't have to like it but we have to understand it. We want to respect it, respect, look at it again. And I want to just for a moment talk about the intro song. Um, and there's the song and then there's the, how do we make the world better by making ourselves better? It's, it's an interesting thought because the whole idea of the I am is that we're doing the best we can. When you begin to look at that, that, is the tool to begin helping yourself become better, whatever that means. So really interesting time in the world. Mark, I, I, you may not have been watching any of this yesterday. I did see some of it, Dr. Joe. It was, uh, it was disheartening. It was unfortunate. It was sad. But it was reality, and that was what was happening, and that was some people that were very upset and that's just how they were showing how they were upset. We the people, this is our house. You're not gonna you're not gonna do what you're gonna do without hearing from your constituents. And they were heard. Was it the right way to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to like it, right, Taki Joe? Right. But I think there, you know, there is a difference between anger and aggression. Uh, aggression is the enactment of anger. As, as I've said many times, there's nothing wrong with anger. It's what you do with it that's important. And, you know, if, if people are, are dying, being killed, being hurt, property being broken, I don't know. I think, I think unfortunately, it might have diluted some of the message that the angry people were trying to make. Always does. Always well, does. I mean, you can just rip the brain calendar back a few months when folks were trying to represent and protest certain things and they went wild out of control and it dilutes the message. So the people that they're trying to have hear their message, they go down just like yesterday. I told you those people, you know, yeah. and they have that 
separation of communities, right? Yeah, and you know, as I say, I, I don't think anyone can dismiss what somebody else feels. I think it's really important to recognize it, understand it, uh, try to have a conversation about it. Um, but it happens all the time. Why do you think that is? Why does this happen all the time? Because you're on that side, I'm on this side, I can't possibly listen to what you're saying because I believe my side and my side is saying this, and I wanna stay part of this community, it's safer over here. There's risk and uncertainty on your side. I think you're right. And I, and I think that is part of what we need to address because there's no question that we survive in groups, in tribes, in these associations and relationships. But just because there's another group, why do we think that that other group somehow is wrong? And as soon as because you think- we're we, right. But can't-, can't I mean, I, I understand. That's why we're having the discussion. And folks, you know, there is a lot to talk about. And I would much rather that we were talking about it than fighting about it. You know, we, it's okay to, to have different opinions. I don't know why people think it's not. I think it's because, and we were talking about this a little bit the other day, somehow if I don't agree with you, you may perceive that I see you as less valuable. Um, and that's not the case at all. I can disagree with you and still maintain seeing you as valuable. You can maintain your value. But I think that there are certain things that human beings expect and certain things that seem to cross the line, as Mark is saying, and that's violence. I think violence just, it activates a part of our brain where we just say, you know what, I, I can't, not only do I not want to be in your group, but I can't have you in mine because it's just not safe anymore. It's still an I am. And we'll get back to, to what that is about. But we are at a difficult time in our world. And I don't think we can avoid it. I don't think we want to hide from it. But I think we want to address it in a way that makes sense. Keep it frontal, don't go limbic. Let's really think about how do we address this so that we can move forward as one group, not just the United States, but, but the world. Idealistic, it's true, but without idealism, we would perhaps not have evolved as far as we are. What do you think? I think if more people understood your I am approach, we would be in a much better position right now because I don't believe that people are respecting each other's beliefs right now, especially here in the United States. Like, forget globally, right here in the United States, what's going on right now. People believe that they are right and the person who doesn't think like them is wrong. And there's two different groups in this situation and it's, it's not healthy. I think we're getting closer to healing. I saw something um, uh, just before the show started that um, Donald Trump 
his uh, presidency. Uh, and then hopefully some of his followers will heed his message and not do any further destruction or tarnishing of what their message may or may not be. I'm hopeful. You know, I, I have faith um, in in who we are as human beings. But I also am not going to dismiss how angry people are. And I just know what anger is about. Anger is an emotion designed to change things. We get angry when we want somebody to do something different. Start doing something or stop doing something. But on occasion, there may be a different way to diffuse that anger. It might not be that somebody else has to change. It may be that the person who wants to see something different can use their own brain and their own anger to convince somebody else of their position. They may not get what they want, but I think that they have an opportunity to discuss things. As soon as you use anger in the form of aggression, you create a barrier between yourself and other people. You have to. It's part of what aggression is designed for. Aggression is designed really to get somebody else to run away and to stop. But that doesn't mean they've changed. It just means that you wind up alone. If you continue to drive people away, you wind up alone. And when you're alone, you are way more vulnerable than if you were in your group, way more vulnerable. So wouldn't it make more sense to simply expand your group than to drive one group away? Why not expand your group? Not easy because it's not what we're used to doing, but that doesn't mean it won't work. Just because something is familiar doesn't always mean it's comfortable. Another one of Dr. Joe's phrases, just because it's familiar doesn't make it comfortable. And this is very familiar anger. Doesn't always mean it's comfortable. Whew, we're getting really heavy. Sorry about that, guys. It's just the way it happens. On episode 101. 101. 101? 101? Yes. 101. So we're going to go back to class. And yeah. we're going to go into I am 101. So Dr. Joe. Yeah, let's do it. First tuning in, or for those who have tuned in a hundred times and are unclear of what the I am is, what is the I am? So the I am approach is this idea that I came up with way back when, can you believe it, 1982. So this is almost 40 years ago. It's just it's crazy. The idea is, I think, and I really do believe that everyone's doing the best they can. We're doing the best we can at every moment in time with the potential to change in the very next second to another best we can. This is our current maximum potential, current right now, maximum, the best, but with the potential to change in the very next second to another I am. This is who I am and I matter. So the I am is 
a different way of looking at us. How many times have you looked at yourself and thought, oh, I should be doing better? Yeah, I'm not good enough. How many times have you looked at other people and judged them and thought, you know, what's wrong with them? What's going on with them? How come they're not doing better? How come they're doing this? I mean, we're facing it right now in our country in a real way. We're looking at people and judging them. How could you do that? And here I think are the four things that influence us. Our I am is influenced by four domains. But before I go on to that, I'm just curious what, what people think about this whole idea. Just the idea that we could be doing the best we can with the potential to change. What do you think about well, that, Mark? It's, well, it's a great question, right? Because you, you said it yourself, we oftentimes feel as though we're not doing the best we can, which makes your approach confusing, right? So you're doing the best you can at that moment in time, but you know you can do better. And on the flip side, when you see people doing really bad things, how do you how do you justify they're doing the very best that they can? And we have grown up in a world like that, in a world of judgment. And what's the result been? I mean, we've had some amazing, amazing achievements in the world. But so many people are depressed and angry and stressed out and worried and feel that they're being judged and judge themselves and then are astonished that maybe they don't feel as good as they can. Maybe they don't trust themselves enough. Maybe they don't believe in themselves. And the I am is saying, that's your I am. What? Yeah, the best you can do right now is not believe that you're doing the best you can. That's still an I am, but how can that be? Because that's where you're at right now. And instead of judging it, let's try to understand it. Let's try to understand who you are and why you do what you do. That's the Dr. Joe show. It's about the I am approach. So. I believe that we are influenced all the time by four domains. Your home domain. No one's gonna argue that your home has had an influence on who you are. I mean, you know that intuitively. You know that the home that you've grown up in has an influence on who you are right now today. It could be you're five years old, 15, 25, 50, it doesn't matter. That early experience of home has had an influence on who you are. Now, I've had kids in my practice as a psychiatrist who were removed from their home early on. And they say, well, Dr. Schrand, I didn't have a home. That has an influence too. The home domain has a unique place in who we are as human beings because it begins the process of something called attachment. Human beings are designed to attach to each other. And the home domain is the first place we do that. But then there's the social domain, which is the rest of the world. The social domain is, is us being on WATD. It's being at work. It's being at school. It's being in after school clubs or sports. It's walking down the street 
It's everything other than your home domain. And you know that the things that happen at home influence the choices that you make in the social domain and the rest of the world. And the things that happen in the social domain influence your home domain. Have you ever had a day at work that just didn't go the way you wanted? Do you bring that home with you sometimes? Or has something happened at home that was just the best thing ever and you bring that enthusiasm to work? Right? The yeah. things that happen at home affect the things that happen in the rest of the world. Mark, can you relate to that, those two domains? Of course, of course. And I, I imagine this is why when someone goes to a psychiatrist, the, the joke is, well, not the joke, but the running theme is, how is your relationship with your mother? Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's digging in, that's, that's examining the home domain, right? first and foremost. Let's dig in. How is your relationship with your mother? Let's go. But I, 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 uh, I'm intrigued by the interconnection between the social and the home, right? Because you're, you're right, right? When that kid is out with their friends and the peer pressure is beginning, what was the messaging at home? You know, um, I learned it from you, dad, or is it role modeling that there's not any drinking going on in the house and there's a certain way that we expect you to behave outside of the house. What will that, what will that teen in the peer pressure situation choose to do based on home domain? Right, really right. You know, in, in, in psychiatry, there are certain things that, that we have been able to figure out. Um, there's something called anxiety, you know, which is a worry about the world. It's about looking at the world as a place that you're not sure about and you don't know whether it's safe. And so you become anxious. You, you generate a very, very basic part of who we are as human beings, part of our survival technique. I worry what's gonna be happening in the world. Do you know that anxiety starts around the age of five or six in kids? Like if a person is going to grow up and have anxiety as a difficulty in their life, very often it may start as young as five or six. Any guesses why that particular age? What's happening in a child's world around the age of five or six? Separating from your family. Right. right. They're going from the home domain into the social domain. And now all of a sudden, they need to learn new relationships. They begin comparing themselves to other children. They begin wondering, am I as good as someone else? Now, if you're using the I am approach at home, you can say to your kid, well, that's an I am, right? What is going on with you that the best you can do right now is worry about what's happening. So worry is a perfectly normal part of being human. It's one of our main emotions, but you have to be able to recognize that you're anxious and then you can do something. So the home and the social domain are interacting all the time. We saw that 
in stark, stark reality yesterday in the United States. The social domain that was happening in Washington was having a huge effect on homes throughout the country, perhaps throughout the world. It was having an effect on other social domains throughout the country and perhaps throughout the world. We can't separate the home and the social domains, but they need to be integrated and we need to understand how they can affect each other and what will happen next. We continue to do what we're doing now. So you're right, Mark, the way kids are taught at home, the modeling that happens at home or doesn't has a huge effect, but a kid can come from a perfectly good home and stable home, and they still have to navigate a social domain that may not be as predictable as things that happen at home. I don't know. I've got kids, you've got kids, we've been kids. Doesn't this seem to make sense? Doesn't it just sort of resonate? Well, that's the beauty, I think, of the I am approach, is that it is very commonsensical. It makes a lot of sense, but it's also hard to practice, right? I think as human beings, we judge. We may not want to, we may not be proud of it, but we make certain judgments quickly, within seconds, right? Sometimes even milliseconds, right. sometimes thousands of a second, we can make a judgment. And that makes sense too. That's also part of survival. Right. It makes sense that we would have evolved that way because the animal that did not make that split second judgment could be lunch. Right. Doesn't mean we always get it right, but it's also always important that we recognize it. And what that will get to is the next two domains. But before we do that, I just wanna recognize that the Dr. Joe show is part of my social domain, but it also sometimes feels like home. Sometimes these two things can blend together where you create in your work environment a place of such safety and connection with other people, it feels like home. And that's why, you know, one of my phrases is success for some people is when you love going to work and love going home. So you feel this sense of value, acceptance of productivity in both home and social domain. And ultimately goal, that is the goal. That is the ideal, is for you to feel as wonderful at work as you do at home, as wonderful in the social domain as you do in your home domain. So those two domains of the home and the social are outside, but there are two internal domains that also influence who we are and we respond to them the best we can as well. The first is the biological domain of your brain and body. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you digesting your lunch? Have you been exercising? Are you on medicines? Uh, any number of different things that are part of your biological domain. And, and let me just pause for a moment on the biological domain because it is such a key part, of course, of who we are. You know, a cell 
in your body is doing the best it can. It has a home domain as well. It has a social domain, it's interaction with the rest of the world. It's responding to these domains the best it can. A cell doesn't wake up one morning and say, you know, I'm only gonna do half my best. It has to respond at its current maximum potential to the world. It will respond to the world. So as a psychiatrist, what I tell my patients is if we add a medication, all we're doing is making a change, a small change in the biological domain. You change the environment of that brain cell, you change its response. Nothing is sick or broken. It's merely responding the best it can to the domains. You change the domain, you change the response. Let's go back to the home domain for a minute. You know that something can happen at home that can just change the way you respond to it. And then, then you can step back and say, wait a second, why did I get so angry? Or wait a second, why did I start laughing? Or wait a second, I'm hungry. Why am I not making lunch? We respond to these domains the best we can, the best we can. And there's one other domain that may be one of the most influential of all. They're all influential. But the fourth domain I call the I see. Your current concept of yourself. How do I see myself? Oh, I see. But also, how do I think other people see me? Every one of us is interested in what other people think or feel about us. It's just the way we are. It's part of who we are as human beings. Nothing wrong with it. But once you understand it, you can recognize how you become influenced by people and other things in your home and social domain. Because we're wondering all the time, how do you see me? Am I good enough? Am I valuable enough? Why are Am we I... so concerned with that? Why are we so concerned with that? Why do you think, Mark? Why would human beings be so concerned about that? Because we're constantly judging other human beings. <laughs> Part of it. And we worry that we're going to be judged themselves right. by them. That's right. And right. We we're part of a community. Right. And, and why do we want to be part of a community? Safety. Yes. Safety. It's safety. Because a million years ago, when we were evolving as humans, we were not the biggest animal. We were not the fastest animal. We were not the strongest animal. As a matter of fact, we weren't even a social animal. We were isolated mammals scurrying around, hoping not to be lunch for some big predator. We were prey. And then we formed these small social groups, a small home domain with a few, a small social domain of a tribe. And all of a sudden, because of that group, our survival potential increased so dramatically that human beings are now everywhere. Just think about this for a moment. Human beings are social animals. So that means we want to be part of a group. What we saw the other day were two groups fighting with each other, arguing with each other, 
saying you're wrong, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. If that continues, if one group begins to see another group as less valuable, it's not just one person seeing another person as less valuable. Now it's an entire group. It could be an entire country. And what does that lead to? War. Yeah, it can lead to war. So from the primitive state of not wanting to be lunch, we are now looking across the table and saying, I wonder what they're thinking about me. Yes. And that's where the I am comes in. And I care what they're thinking about me. Whether we want to or not, yes, we care. Because we worry if they see us as less valuable, we will be kicked out of our group. Because in order to stay in that group, you have to contribute. You have to have value. And so as soon as our brain through that IC domain begins to think that we are less valued by somebody else, it activates this primitive, primitive survival response. And I now either need to run away or I need to fight you. Because if I don't have value, I will be kicked out of my group and I could be alone and I could be that prey. I could be lunch for a predator. And so when we see groups of people being drawn together in order to counter another group of people who will draw themselves together, we are at high risk but that's an I am, okay? Let's understand what happened in the four domains. So the best you could do was activate the survival response in your group. It's an I am, There's, it's not wrong, it's not bad, it's not good. It's not on that scale anymore. This is the best you can do given your response to the four domains but if you don't like it, you can change it. You don't have to like your I am. You don't have to condone your I am. Your I am is not a free ride. You're going to be held responsible because everything you do has a natural consequence. You know that. And the I am, I'm sorry, it doesn't even mean you're going to win or be successful. The I am doesn't say that. Just because you're doing the best you can at that moment doesn't mean you're going to be successful. And success for some people, like I say, is when you love going to work and love going home. Success for some people is having food in the refrigerator. Success for some people is having a home to have a refrigerator. Success for some people is just waking up and being able to get through the day. Success for some people is breaking into somebody else's house. But if you don't like it, you can change it. And instead of judging it as less than and broken, of not doing the best you can, of should be doing better, of this is wrong, let's look again at why we do what we do. 
based on the influence of the four domains. This is not saying that we should have no rules. This is not saying that there should be no laws. This is not saying there should be no expectations. This is not saying that there should be no cooperation or contribution, but it's saying instead of judging somebody else, which is only gonna activate that I see domain for them to become defensive and think that you see them with less value, which will activate that whole survival response. Let's look again at why we do what we do based on the influence of the four domains and think about the words, look again. Again, look, again, repeat something, again and again and again, repeat. And then look like a spectator. Let's take the re part of repeat and the spect part of spectator and combine them. You get respect. Let's again look at why we do what we do based on the influence of the four domains. Respect. When is the last time you got angry at someone who was treating you with respect? It's impossible. It is impossible. It truly is. It's a biological impossibility. The biological domain cannot do that. Your brain can't do that. When you truly perceive through your IC domain that someone in your home or social domain is respecting you, you cannot get angry because anger is a biological response. It is an emotion designed to change something. It is the fight branch of fight flight. I get angry when I want to see something different. You know that. Think about every time you've been angry. You've wanted something to change. I don't like that. That's what was happening yesterday. Yeah. That's what's been happening in our country. That's what's been happening in the world. But instead of judging it, let's look again and understand it. So what do people want to see different? What do they want to see different that they're so angry about? It doesn't mean that it's going to happen. But if we dismiss it, we're just going to continue to perpetuate that anger in other people. Why is respect so important? Because respect leads to value. When you feel respected by someone, you feel valued by them. It changes the biological domain. Your IC domain is seeing that somebody sees you as valuable, which calms you down. Remember those little kids, five, six years old, they get anxious because they think they're seen with no value. But we're focusing on a topic today also that is uh, very relevant and it is anger. And yeah. when some groups are very angry, how do they react to it? And when you were mentioning earlier that anger is simply the result of somebody wanting something to change, right? So I don't like this, so I'm going to get angry. How do we as humans outsmart that? Yeah. Well, we have to develop the last part. So respect leads to value. Yeah. And value leads to trust. Now, trust 
is based on a biological domain, brain chemical called oxytocin, not oxycontin, oxytocin. With trust, you can make a mistake. You can say what you feel, try something, and you know that you're not gonna be seen as less valued by somebody else. When I really want to experiment with something, maybe try some new music or write something new or, or do something, I have to be able to trust that if I fail, when I fail, people aren't gonna say, oh, you know what, you're such a loser. If they do that, why would I wanna try? This is what we want in our children. We want our children to be willing to make mistakes and get up and try again. We call this resilience in humans. And we know that every resilient child has had one person, at least one person in their life who they know has seen them as valuable. Think about that. I mean, talk about a global phenomenon. It doesn't matter what world you live in, what culture you're from. A resilient child, a child who can manage adversity and come out on top feeling okay, has had someone see them as valuable. This is how powerful this IC domain is. This is how powerful our need to feel valued is. So if you feel judged by someone because they don't understand the I am approach and the best they can do is judge you and you don't understand the I am approach, you will take it personally. You will respond to that person with mistrust, feeling devalued and disrespected and you will activate anger in your biological domain or anxiety and flight and run away. Or if you don't think you can get away from it and you don't think you can beat it, you're gonna shut down and you're gonna freeze and you're gonna try to become invisible. And I think in humans, that's depression. The fight, flight, fright plants is part of our biological domain. Fight is anger, flight is anxiety, and then the freeze is depression. So how do we manage anger? The I am. Because the I am says, okay, let me look again at why this person is angry. Let me shift my brain from that primitive limbic part. Remember the limbic system, this ancient part of our biological domain that is all about survival. It's about impulses. It's about emotions. It's irrational sometimes. Sometimes it sees danger and things that aren't there. It's about memory. It also happens to be the part of the brain where addictions live. Another show. But we have a new brain. Literally, the new brain, the neocortex. Neo is new, cortex is brain. It is our new brain that allows us to think things through. The prefrontal cortex in particular, that part of the brain right behind your forehead, 
right behind your forehead is one of the most modern parts of the human brain. It is about thinking things through. It's about being able to see a problem, figure out a solution, execute a plan, and anticipate what will happen next. It's right behind your forehead. How many times have you done something limbically, impulsively, and slapped your forehead? What was I thinking? As if you're trying to jumpstart your prefrontal cortex. This is how we outsmart anger. We first recognize it, that we're angry. I'm angry. I want to see something different. And you begin to figure out what that is. What do I want to see different? Yesterday, the last year, 2020, was so full of anger and anxiety. We had so many things going on. We wanted to see something different. And the problem is, it's an I am. It's okay. But it becomes a problem if we don't recognize it. It becomes a problem if we think the only way that I can feel less angry is to make you feel less valuable. In order for me to survive, I have to kick you out of my group and I've got to take more of these resources for myself. You know, in the next few weeks, we're going to talk a lot about anger. Next week, we've got a folk coming in from Los Angeles who's talking about theater. Then we're going to have another couple of weeks talking about theater. Then we're going to be talking with some folks who are working on some addiction stuff with kids and vaping. But starting in February, we're going to take a deep dive into anger. Don't get angry about waiting. Um, but that's what we're going to do. And we're going to apply it to the I am. But right now, I want you to think, how can you apply this today? Here's what happens. The I am becomes a roadmap. Here are the four domains. The home, the social, the biological, the IC domain. Because these four domains interact, a small change in any domain can have a big effect. You don't need to change everything. You make a small change, it can have a big effect. Small changes can have big effects that can take you to an IM that's closer to success or an IM that's further away from success. Small changes can have a big effect. Yesterday, there may have been a small change that had a big effect. There were a couple of words that might have been said. There were a couple of feelings that might have been stirred. There might have been things from the home domain years ago, a small change years ago that led to feelings in the social domain, that led to an IC domain where people felt disenfranchised with less value, and that got them angry. There's nothing wrong with anger. It's what you do with it that matters. Aggression is not cool. It's an I am but it's not gonna get you where you wanna go. Because what it will do is it will elicit anger in other people and you will lose their ability to stay in the prefrontal cortex and think things through with you. You will drive them into a limbic 
biological mode where all they want to do is survive. We're seeing that. We don't need to do that, folks. It's still an I am. Because the second rule of the I am was perfectly shown yesterday and has been in our entire world. Because everyone has an I am and everyone is interested through their IC domain and what you think about them, which affects their biological domain because you know it feels different if you feel respected or disrespected and you're a part of someone's home or social domain. This means you control no one, but you influence everyone. Think about that. You control no one, you influence everyone. That's huge power, that's huge responsibility. You get to choose the kind of influence you wanna be. And everybody wants the same thing, folks. We just want to feel valued. We need to feel valued by someone else. I need to know I'm not going to be kicked out of my protective group. And at every and any moment in time, you can remind someone of their value. And whenever you remind someone of their value, you increase your own value. And everyone wants to feel valuable. That wasn't always happening yesterday. That hasn't always been happening in the world but you can do it, folks. You get to choose. If somebody else is making you feel less valuable, use the I am. That's their I am. The best they can do to feel valuable is to make me feel less valuable. What's going on with them? Let me look again at that. What happened in their home or social domain? What's going on in their IC or biological domain? That that's the best they can do. Think about the I am. You can do this. You can do this. Let's do it together. Let's make 2021 an I am year. I love it. All right. Love All right, folks. We'll see you next week. Tom, thanks a lot. Thank you. Ben, have a great, great year. Let's do it. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>